on the dogs with Chintzy and she and we've taken our, our spring break and, and now we've seen the dogs in action and we're back there. It's time to start talking talking dogs. <laughs> Let's do it, man. I can't believe it. It's uh we were just talking about it. It's year six. This is the sixth season of Calling the Dogs. I mean, who would have thought that we'd still be doing this since two thousand eighteen? Uh but yeah, man, year six. This is the beginning of a I mean, uh, you know, we're hoping that it keeps the tradition over the last couple of years going into next year, you know, for the for the uh, for the season. Uh, so yeah, man, you got to start somewhere though. And love it, it's so much fun, and we just get to have a good time. And uh, and I'm just glad we've recorded these last couple of years, and we've had them on hand. And and I I don't know if I've really contemplated that we've we have these these moments that we get to get to share with each other with, with what we've been experiencing and just the craziness that's been the last really few I mean a few years in general but these last two years obviously have have been unreal why is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's, tell, it's been awesome tell my tell my bank account <laughs> yeah yeah no kidding you want the evidence that's in there baby um yeah man it's 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 pretty crazy to think that the the longevity of this whole thing and you know both of us getting married within the t- that time period and and uh you know having having kids these days and all that so it's just uh uh hopefully hopefully the content has gotten better uh, over the years as well uh, but man it's uh it's fun it's it's good because it kind of gets us you were just talking about it you know we're both sitting here tired we're grown-ups we're in our 30s right you know we're we're uh we we're not quite as uh, young as we once were, and we're sitting here talking about how tired we were. But then you know as soon as as soon as the record button gets hit, uh we're ready to roll. Um talking talking a little dogs. Chancy um last weekend we we were you were in Athens you weren't able to go to G Day I know you were able to kind of catch up on it, and uh, I was able to actually take a special moment for for me. I was able to take my son in to Sanford Stadium for the first time. Uh, planned it. I think I planned it pretty well. Uh, and and Tyler also took his daughter in as well, and our wives came. But I planned it pretty well because they had, you know, this year they're having the stadium renovations on the south side, and so they, uh, you know, had everybody sit on the north side of the stadium. But um, I was looking at it. I said, you know what? I know one thing I have to do, and that's to get some shade. And we actually set, you know. I don't mind paying five dollars. I know G Day used to be free, but that's also back in the day whenever the stadium wasn't filled up for G Day, you know. Um, but we were able to sit in the east uh, lower club level, so lower the side and that lower club level that is actually under the ledge there, not in the middle. And man, uh, we we had plenty of shade. It was perfect situation. Asher was uh, he was a little scared of the band at first because the band's like right there, so all that all that noise just gets trapped. And uh, you know, of course, whenever they're doing "Glory, Glory" and they do the, they, you know how they do it whenever they're playing like one direction, they turn to left, turn the back, you know, whatever. So they turned right toward us one time. So he got a little scared, but he got used to it. And then every after every time they stopped playing, he go, he just start clapping. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh man it was an awesome experience uh it, you know even though we only stayed for you know basically a quarter and a half it was it was pretty awesome pretty special to be able to do that kind of kind of crazy to, to think you're uh you're having that, that father-son moment with with your kid taking him to sanford stadium for the first time gotta be gotta be surreal it was it definitely was especially you know of course i'm I'm like, I got him on my shoulders, you know, and we're walking across part of the bridge. You know, I just wanted him to see into the stadium, you know, as things were going. And, and you know, he's just 
making all these noises like oh ah, you know and all this and um man it just uh was a special moment but yeah we, we were able to take in i mean i didn't even really to be honest with you we were sitting there and i was more just worried about making sure he was okay and he was you know watching what was going on of course he doesn't know what's going on but you know he's watching it he's you know getting excited and the band he finally started to like the band and and all that so i really didn't get to take in um the, the actual football uh but you know it's like you and i just were talking about like this is this g-day game it's fun it's fa- good family fun but you know take everything with a grain of salt uh coming out of it uh that being said of course we do have some some observations and, and some thoughts on it well and and Athens was uh, Athens was in a, in a good mode. Obviously, everybody's still riding high. There's a good good vibe in 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 town mm. and perfect weather. And, and so it was it was a great a great weekend just all around. And uh, really really had a good time. And, and like I said, so we were I was even kind of halfway watching it too. And and, and want to see how uh, obviously everything everybody's talking about the quarterbacks and what's going on, what's going to happen with those. And we're, we're that tend that just showed itself pretty quick as who's who's right now in the, in the front runner for that spot. I think it was pretty uh, pretty evident. And yeah. uh, Carson Beck had a had a really good had a really good game. I mean he 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 practiced well. He played well. He he was hitting the great. He was he missed one pass in the first quarter. And I feel like it's pretty safe to say that Carson kind of kind of showed that he was he he was comfortable in that position. I was impressed. I really was. I mean I thought that. What the was most impressive? It's not even really, hey man, this kid made these miraculous throws or anything like that. But the command of the offense, the his comfort level in the offense was great. Of course, like we're talking about, hey, look, these guys in these kind of situations, the defense is running at like eighty percent. I mean, they if they hit the quarterback, they're running sprints for the entire next day. You know, they're they're gonna die the next day, basically. Uh, it's just is one of those things that, you know, you're going to see some explosion on the offense. So, of course, like, there are the people that are saying, oh, man, what about our defense this year? You know, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be good. But I really just, man, I'm glad you brought him up first because I really thought that was the biggest takeaway. If you're going to take anything away from this is that, I mean, Carson looked, I'll give him as much credit as I can give him. I mean, he looked the part. And I love, I mean, and he was accurate and deadly accurate. And, I mean, those some of those balls, that one of that first big play to, to Bowers was really impressive. I liked what he did on the, uh, you know, over the middle of the field, too. Really just looked comfortable. And that was the biggest thing that I could take away from from his performance in that game. And, and what excited me was how in sync he was with the receivers, guys that had, had played so well last year with Stetson and, and had done, we, we saw some of the best, best plays in, in Georgia football history last year with, with obviously with Bowers and, and McConkey and just seeing the connection with those guys. Dylan Bell uh, was really showing out toward the end of the year last year. And Carson really kind of stepped into that, that role and, and you didn't really skip a beat. And, and so to see that at this point, I mean, you can't get, you can't get the cart before the horse and saying like, Oh, everything's going to be perfect. But to see him in sync with those guys and those really experienced route runners, and then and then there's a there's a slew of receivers that are coming in behind him. And I thought the receivers uh, had a good game. The ball catchers had a good game overall. Guy, we have so many dang tight ends and um, receivers. Like if you were if you were concerned about our depth at receiver, good gosh, we are um, we are loaded. And uh, and so, but I think I think. Carson hit ten different guys. Ten different guys caught the ball. Yeah, and uh, 
and, and, and that's intentional. I mean, you're, you're spreading it out, but, uh, that, that, that he, he stepped up and, and, and just looked just looked fluid. I mean, there was not like, there wasn't any wasted motion. He just, he, 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 he was very confident in what he was doing. And, uh, he, he has been waiting his turn. Like he, he was, he knew his time was going to come and he feels, he feels like he's going to, he's going to, he's got a great shot to take it. So I, I was, I was pleased with what, I, I mean, you had to be pleased with what you saw. The guy was throwing, throwing great. No, he really didn't make a mistake. And that, that's sorry. That's, I mean, even, you know, to, kind of to piggyback on your point. I mean, he really just truly looked so comfortable, but that on top of that, I mean, dude really didn't make a bad throw. I think he had one one ball to, to Delp on the sideline where Delp actually, he kind of hitched up a little bit because I think he lost in the sun is what the uh, commentators were saying. But, man, that was one of the few missed balls of the whole day. He really made, no, honestly, no mistakes. Yeah. And uh, and so that you're obviously going to see that too. Really, the passing game is going to shine. Uh, Bowers, McConkie look, looked in, in good form. You got to see. Uh, dude, I, Rosemary caught. Uh, I think he had one or two catches. I, I just I fall more and more in love with Rosemary every time I see him play. The dude is physical love and him. is long, mm-hmm. and I just I, I'm I'm I love him more and more every single day. Um, and 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 excited about what he's going to do. Dylan Bell caught uh, caught some balls. Uh, had had I think he had a touchdown. Arian Smith showed out early. I, I'm just excited to see a healthy Arian Smith. Holy cow! The dude Ooh. is unreal and uh and so when we get into the meat of our season i'm, I'm excited to have him uh just lord willing have him around and, and him be him be healthy uh so from ball catcher standpoint from the receivers and then and then tight ends we got a daggum stable of those too i mean lord have mercy it's uh you're talking about a blessing of of riches we are um we are i don't i don't know how to describe it like it's kind of it's kind of stupid you're like holy crap i forgot about this this four star tight end that's coming in or, or that's going to be incredible i mean all just crazy unreal you every know, year it's... i just think more and more about it how how dumb we it, it our, our mind is now compared to like five years ago, the stress we were putting ourselves <laughs> under and, and trying to figure all this out. And holy cow, now it's, well, it's, just I mean, a, whole, it's a whole new world we live in. <laughs> you can compare it to five years ago and then you can compare it to 10 years ago. And there's a big difference there. <laughs> uh, I mean, shoot, man, five years ago, we were still, that was in the, you know, still the beginning stages of the Kirby era, but we had gone, just gone to a national championship, you know, uh, which doesn't feel like that was ten, uh, five years ago, but Man, it's uh, it is a wild thing. Uh, just looking at, I mean, you know me, man. I'm I'm the defensive-minded guy, and 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 I like what I'm seeing across the board. I mean, same thing as you. I'm just like, man, who's number four? Who's number five? Man, who are the? Oh, who's thirty-three? You know, and there's these this linebacker talent that we've brought in, in the last two years, Chancy. I mean, I I love uh, Dumas, and and I, and I love Munden. Uh, of course, we we need some outside linebacker talent. These these young kids are going to play. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, you know, guys like Raylan Wilson. I mean, you're not going to keep that kid off the off the uh, off the field. But the what's more just incredible is I look at <laughs> our cornerback or excuse me our defensive back situation and I think, man, like golly, like are we low? We don't have that many safeties now. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I think one safety position is probably still a little low. But then you look at these guys that could could move over there easily. Every single one of these, honestly, most of these cornerbacks could move to safety if need be. 
Um, but you're looking at some of this young talent that we've got. And I'm like, man, I forgot. Not only am I trying to figure out who's who, who's who's brand new on the team, you know, these early enroll- enrollees, but I'm also just like, man, I forgot about that guy. You know, you forget about guys like Nylon Green. You know, he's about to be, a, I think he's about to be a junior. Uh, so, I mean, we've stacked some talent. I mean, you know, an embarrassment of riches here. And then, you know, you know you're not even talking about the defensive line yet. We've got a big gap, in my opinion, of, you know, upperclassmen, you know, the, the stack houses, the wealth hours, the, uh, you know, uh, Zions and all that. And then you've got some really uh, premier young talent that I think is going to come in and, that Jordan Hall kid, number 44, you saw him kind of be a little disruptive. Um, they're saying that he's going to be a kid who's going to he's going to come in and, and, and actually, you know, put in some time early uh, in the season. So it's uh, – let me uh, – one more one more observation on on young talent. Holy cow. How in the world – this 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 running back, this freshman running back that's come in, Roderick Robertson. Is it Robinson or Robertson? It doesn't matter. Roderick. We're going to call him Roderick. Dude, you must be a bad ass mf'er to get number zero as a freshman. <laughs> that's Man, that, I, I don't think anybody wanted to fight him for it. That's the thing. <laughs> Did you see how big that dude was? He scared me. I saw him hand the ball, and I said, "Oh my god, who is that? That's got <laughs> number zero on." And and he looks like he's forty five years old. Like, <laughs> I mean, the guy is a monster, and uh, and he. It was it was awesome awesome to see. Uh, you don't get to see a ton of the run game during the during G day, but uh, but man, that was I was pretty pumped. I was like I, I, I made I definitely was like oh my god, who is that? Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 intense. He just looks like he he looks like he's got that profile you love. I mean, he looks like a a little bit leaner Branson, uh, but runs runs more patiently than Branson does. Now Branson. I, I, you know, this is kind of getting into, you know, really outside of G-Day, but like, you know, Branson, his, his running style to me is just so violent. And, and sometimes it's just, he's a little bit out of control. And I think sometimes, I mean, he had a couple fumbles last year that that's the reason why he did, he did fumble. Uh, he just was not, you know, protecting the ball like he should have, but that, you know, that running style that Roderick showed now, I mean, he's playing, he was playing against the twos. And and so yeah, again, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. But man, that, his running style reminded me a lot of uh, uh, Le'Veon Bell type situation. Obviously, different size, different talent level, but that kind of like, you know, getting behind your lineman, seeing the seeing the hole and just hitting it. And uh, man, I was impressed with that kid. Then you got like guys like you know, you're talking about stacking tight end talent. I mean, you know, you got Bowers, All American. Uh, he got he was given the Mackey Award at G Day. Uh, and then, man, number four is going to be a problem. Uh, yeah. And then number number seven is the well, lucky, lucky, yeah, uh, Lawson Lawson Lucky. I mean, dude, dude is like the less the less heralded of the tight end recruits coming in this year, and and he's just like everybody's talking about him. I mean, he's the talk of camp. It's crazy. Well, it's going to take some time to to get our heads wrapped around around everything but i think the, the main thing is you have to understand is this team is still getting to learn learn one another and, and find out uh what we're about and we're going to talk about some guys here in a minute that we lost but but man i i was excited about the like i said earlier just the the, the synergy that we're, we we already have in place and and, and that kind of stuff is because we've seen so many g days over the years it's that i mean it's a scrimmage it's an early scrimmage 
I mentioned to you before we started, Kirby said on an interview, he's like, I've only seen 25% of the practices that I'm going to see before the season starts. Yeah. And yeah. so there's so much that says he's yet to happen, but to see where we're already at uh, in, in terms of just – uh, synergy with the quarterback and because really offensively defense takes a little bit of time to get to that point but that that I was excited to see that it may it does does give you a little bit of you can't you can't look too far into it but it, it is exciting to see uh, where, where we're at and so I it made me it made me feel good about uh, the direction we're headed well you also got to think about guys like Arian Smith you know guys like Rosamie and Delp and and guys that need reps. I mean, that's that just a little bit of, you know, success uh, on the field in front of you know a half-packed Sanford Stadium is is really something that can help give them a little confidence going into the summer. Um, I think that it's just a lot that you. I mean, we just we the Lord has blessed us as Georgia football fans. I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, you know, you sit back and you realize, like, man, these these recruiting classes i mean you we're seeing how alabama i mean you know firsthand how alabama was so successful for so long and now we've stacked recruiting classes under kirby smart and it's really just paying dividends at this point um i'm a uh, chancy what was there any other you know big takeaways you had from it is there anything else that, that jumped out uh to you nothing nothing major on, on my end i, I think I think uh, defensively, we we've got some. We had a few guys that didn't play. I know Michael Williams didn't play, and and I think there was uh, there were some others. But uh, I, I, good to see some young guys out there. But really, overall, nothing too too major. Uh, that that kind of nothing's catching catching my eye. Um, but I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good day overall. Positive day. I think even Kirby said he was he was excited about what he saw, and obviously plenty to plenty to work on. But the yeah, we haven't even talked about. I mean, there were several guys, especially the running backs. I mean, you know, Dajan mm-hmm. was really the only scholarship back. I mean, Kendall wasn't able to play. Branson's out, and Dajan was still, I think, a little hobbled. Uh, but then that's why we saw so much of, you know, guys like Roderick and uh, Cash Jones was in there a little bit. Number thirty-two, just you know, kid's pretty fast. I mean, good for mm-hmm. him. Um, you know, it's just as it's we didn't even talk to. Yeah, I mean, we had so many star players that were still sit out that game um and of course you know you got guys like lad who i think played minimally and and he's a guy who's probably still trying to recover from uh injuries from the season so i mean it's this is a team that we're going to come back and see a very i think we're going to see a very similar version to the 2022 team uh that is all being you know if carson is the real deal which i mean you know i'm not i'm not even gonna take anything away from him you know i mean we're going to see in real time. I mean, thank goodness we have a season uh, that starts, you know, with a, some pretty, you know, I don't, cupcake games, you know. Uh, but, you know, if Carson Beck's the real deal, he's going to have he's gonna have uh, daggum weapons everywhere. And so I'm, you know, I think we're going to get, we're going to see a much similar, very similar to 2022 more so than 2021 team for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, speaking of 2022, uh you saw the the hardware they got. Uh, they got some some pretty. Sure. Pss, pss, get a box of four rings. Like what in the world? <laughs> it took Did me I, a second what? to kind of figure out. I was like, holy cow! They got four rings. They had a they had a peach bowl, a a playoff, uh, natty, and a, it was a SEC. Yeah, was that all? Yeah. Everything that the was SEC the one was the was like the black background, and it had the red. I mean, that looked awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. They, they were. 
that one was caught, caught me off guard. I was like, what is that? And uh, on the Peach Bowl one, it's got the, the, the midnight. It's got the clock on it striking midnight. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty neat. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, but really cool stuff just to see that and the guys being excited about that. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was pretty pretty awesome uh, to, to see that. We got a new Ugga. Um, new Ugga got. Oh, yeah, uh, we hadn't even talked about that. Yeah, that, that, that happened too. So we got Ugga 11. Boom, uh, baby. Bo- boom, baby. He uh, he showed up. Everybody's enjoying using all the different songs for, for him and uh, and social media and, and, and fun stuff. But uh, just looking like a puppy, just getting wild on the field, just went bouncing yeah. around and, <laughs> and uh, was all jacked up. And uh, so it was. He uh, definitely, was, he didn't, he didn't seem like he was nervous at all. The dude came out and was like, let's roll, baby. Yeah, that's his, <laughs> I guess that's why his name is Boom. And he got picked. And Q was just like, hey, brother, I'm retired. <laughs> but you want me to show you how to do this thing, you know? Um, the but, most uh, the most decorated uh, the most decorated dog ever, obviously. But um, he was like I he had was multiple nine, huh? ninety one and eighteen. That was his record. Damn. So he was he was literally he he was Kirby's first year, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he was and think about it. I mean, we what did we lose six games in his first season? Five or six mm-hmm. games, something like that. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, I actually had multiple people. I mean, at least like two people text me whenever, whenever they were like, "Oh, you know, new Uga, boom," you know, and they'd be like, "Dude, did did Uga die?" And I was just like, "Nah, <laughs> no, nah, man, he's uh, he's just, you know, he's just trying to retire." And as our, our friend Caleb said, he's gonna retire to Sea Island, just play a little golf, play with the grandkids, you know. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, we had there. We went we went a while there without uh, having a little changing of the collar ceremony because the dogs just kept dying on us and uh it was yeah. it was not looking good <laughs> yeah we needed I mean, we needed a, we needed the change of uh i think we changed the bloodline i think we got a little we got something else in there and so that's uh been been working out for us really well so we're just gonna keep that we're gonna keep that rolling <laughs> yeah that was uh gosh what was the was it 2015 was that the year that naga like literally died during the season it was yeah, was, I mean, it, was, was it was it was it russ I mean, we or went was from, that no, Russ was the replacement. So Russ was the he was the one that came in like okay. when the when the when the dog did die and we're like, Wow, we're not in a good place right now. Yeah. <laughs> when the yeah. when the mascot's dying, we're not we're not well. <laughs> so Yeah. Um and uh but yeah, so Russ was the replacement and Q comes in and just wrecked shop and uh and so now we got now we got boom. So anyway, fun stuff fun stuff's going on, exciting to see. And uh, anyway, all the all all the good stuff. It was all the all the good feels were going on this past weekend. So I think it's a good executive decision to, uh, you know, just say you know, hey, they're going to retire after X amount of years because <laughs> you know, we don't want any more dogs dying, you know, on duty. Um, no, that's um, man, it's it, it was awesome to see that. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, what else was there on G Day? I really don't know. I mean, we're well. the The one piece of bad news. Well, the one piece of just kind of out there. News, oh, that's what. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the the only the, the one piece of outlandish news that we were, nobody was really expecting. I don't know if you were expecting this, but uh, Bear Alexander uh, is going into the transfer portal, and it was kind of like right. I feel like wasn't it like right before the game started. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah. It, it just kind of blew up. I just remember my phone blowing up and uh, people asking me about it, and I was like, "Holy crap! What what happened there?" Uh, yep. Any 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 thoughts on 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 what's what's happening? You know, I think from what 
you know, you can go back and look at, I mean, I think all the UGA sports guys, all the rivals guys and the 247 guys, they were interviewing some of the players, you know, some of his, his, his teammates, you know, about, and they basically were like just shrugging, like no comment, no big deal. And I think honestly, that tells me all I need to know, you know, nobody's, and, and they're probably coached to do that, but at the same time, I mean, it seemed like very much so there's no love lost and, I have heard from a few people that he, you know, you, you're seeing, we saw the progression talent-wise, and, and even Kirby was talking, and maybe he was just trying to motivate him a little bit more or something, but, you know, even, I remember Kirby, uh, you know, even actually singling him out as, you know, a guy who's improving, you know, during spring practice, and then, um, so all signs were saying, oh, you know, play-wise, the guy was, was actually playing pretty well and doing what he needed to do. Uh, but I have heard that he was just a terrible teammate, just a guy who, you know, for lack of a better term, was a little cancerous, uh, you know, especially in the defensive line room. And so, like I said, you know, you, you see the response some, from the guys that he sees every day or, or lack thereof, you know, and, and to me that tells me all I need to know. So, yeah, I'm not concerned about – I can't that. remember who it was uh, on the uh, – they were getting interviewed after the game <clears> and uh, – then they asked, and he he had been doing his his, his coach speak and, and all that, and being positive and very articulate. And then somebody asked about Barry Alexander, and before the guys finished the question, he's like, "No comment, next question." And it was just like he was had this jovial talk, and then he, to your point, he kind of he just kind of like, "Don't even ask me." And yep. uh, and and so I think you're think you're think you're definitely on something there. So, uh, but definitely came out of left field. I mean, a guy who was who was trending upward. And uh, had some big plays in the in the in postseason last year, and was starting to show up a lot more, uh, especially after uh, with with Jalen being out for a while and coming back, and and so guys rotating in and, and making sure that we had a, a good defensive line, and so he was he was definitely standing out. He had a sack in the natty, I think, and yeah. Uh, so it's oh, he so, had a hell of a play in the natty. I mean, he mm-hmm. he just destroyed Duggan uh, one time. It's one of those things that you're seeing this really close-knit team, guys who have really bought into Coach Smart's culture and around this program. I mean, it's it's kind of a situation where they these guys come in. I mean, guys like Zion Logue, you know, a guy who's gone through the system, he's developed as a player, developed as a man, you know, under Kirby Smart. I'm surely, you know, he has – he would have he left if he thought that he had a better opportunity elsewhere or he wanted to be out. But a guy who buys in, comes in, buys into the culture, and at some point it's like you're either with us or you're against us kind of thing. You know, if you're if you're going to be a me guy and and not a team guy, then you know go me go be a me me guy somewhere else. They'll take you over. At, supposedly he's looking at USC. They'll take you at USC. I promise you that. They don't care, man. They're just trying to they're trying to win ball games in the Pac-12, which is you know pretty easy to do compared to the SEC. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not a if he if he wants to leave and he wants to, you know, go, because the guy was I know he's been making some good nil money, because I've seen some of the I mean I've seen him posting about his his cars and I've seen him on billboards and I've seen him you know all all over the place on ads and things like that. I know the guy was making money. I don't think it's an nil thing. I think it's just a me thing. So if he's got a bad attitude, see ya. Well, and and, and I think you're you brought up a good point that. The, the team, we, we've got a heck of a team, and, and they are the, – the board keeps getting thrown around connected. And so uh, you got to you gotta get on the boat and 
get on get on the bus and let's let's, let's ride out because uh, these guys are this team looks very different enough to be like to have a similar vibe to last year of like um, we had a lot of success last year but a lot of those guys are gone we got new guys in we need to we, we, we're still trying to go we, we've got a mission to accomplish so uh, but there's there's definitely some talent there to, to back that spot up obviously we're going to miss that talent but if uh, there, there's there's some there's some guys there that can can handle the handle the yep. load on the on yep. the defensive line. So, uh, but anyway, that was definitely the 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 news of the weekend. If you had that's to have that's what I was trying to search for in my brain. My brain was <laughs> I was like, what, what else? I know there was something else I wanted to talk about. We're not in last the season form yet, so that's what we're no what we're, no we're we're, we're definitely <laughs> we're definitely in off season form. I can feel it. Um, but the you know the thing is. I, the last thing I'll say about G Day is I, I do, I do feel for number twelve a little bit, man. Uh, Brock is was I mean it was super clear that he just was not on the same level as Carson and 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 honestly Gunner Gunner looked better. Now Gunner didn't look sharp, but Brock did. He looked dull. I mean he did not look good. And so uh, you know he even said in the interview. I don't know if you saw this, but he even said in an interview, interview afterwards that. You know, he really doesn't know what his future, you know, what the future holds for him. And, you know, a guy like that can probably go play elsewhere. But he's also, I mean, he's about to be in his third year. Is that right? I mean, the guy just is not going to, you know, that's an age where if you're an upperclassman, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you've got like half a season under your belt for whatever reason, you know, or a few games in, in real time, you know, that's a big thing. I mean, you can maybe transfer out and they, you might be the immediate starter. But if you got to go and sit behind a guy at, like, I don't know, you know, South Carolina or something like that, like, probably not a good situation for you. Um, so, I don't know, man. 12 is probably, I mean, and, and with the what we're hearing about some of these guys that are coming in, potentially coming in as well, you know, I mean, we're, we're in the runnings for the number one quarterback for next year's class. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's... Looking more and more like like Brock might be uh, might be entering the transfer portal portal. I don't know, man. I don't want to speak out of churn. I mean, the kid is he's from Oconee County. I mean, you know, he might end up, you know, wanting to wanting to just stick around for family or whatever. But we'll see. Um, I don't know if you had, you had any thoughts on that. Well, you you can never tell, and uh, and, and Dole's probably a good a good th- good way to put it. He just wasn't hitting his he wasn't hitting the spots. He had he even mentioned too he had probably had some nerves going into it and so we've heard good things in practice i mean i think we've heard that he's he's been playing well and uh but he just didn't he didn't show it when the when the lights were on and and you were out there he was out on stage and so that's mm-hmm. when everybody's going to make their make their judgment so the, the thing is you just you can't you're, you never know with these guys right now i mean it's a hair trigger thing like he could be he tonight he could go to sleep thinking i'm a dog and wake up in the morning and be like i'm gone and and you just and that's what you got to roll. With. I mean that's that's how fast it's happening with some of these guys right now. So uh, no telling what's uh, what's going to happen there. But uh, he he's obviously a talent. And but we we want to. I don't know. I don't, to, to your point, I have no idea what's going to happen next with him. So yeah. uh, we're the nice thing is we got some guys that can play in, in the in that room. And so we're fortunately we're we're deep. And uh, if if any of those guys had to step in and play, I would feel okay. Uh, but just Brock just did not have a good day this weekend, and uh, and so it'll be interesting to see who ends up taking that number two spot uh, come the fall. So, yeah, because um, it'll still be a competition uh, going into the season. But uh, I think that the competition is clear who's who's in who's the front runner. 
Yeah, he looked pretty sharp. Um, and then Brock, you know, <laughs> I think uh, I think we'll hear we'll we'll probably hear more about that here in the next couple of weeks. But um, you know, hope the best for for number twelve. Um, so Chancy, um, you know, we we're sitting here talking about G Day and how it's just like there's not take it with a grain of salt, and so we're sitting here already deciding the the quarterback situation, putting so much weight on it, but we're trying to tell you not to, not to do that, but um, I think it was pretty clear in that situation, so, uh, but yeah, I'm, you know, G-Day is what it is, it's just a glorified scrimmage, we had fun with it, I mean, I was fun, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it more so because I was able to take my son, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't about, you know, what was really going on on the field, but there's a lot to be excited about, um, and a lot to be excited about in a couple weekends here, Chance. Uh, we got the NFL draft coming up next week, starting on Thursday night. I mean, round one starts on Thursday night, right? Is that correct? I, b- I believe so. So we got round one starting on, on Thursday night. We got several guys that are going to be slated to go early. Uh, Chancey, you want to you want to run through? I mean, we don't have a look, hey, we're not the NFL draft preview. We're not going to do a mock here. We're not going to run through everything. But what we did last year was uh, was kind of say hey, where we thought guys were going to go from the dogs and you know dogs in the NFL draft. So um, what have we got? Thirteen guys to run through. We'll we'll just we'll start at the top, man. A guy who's just had all these different uh, headlines surrounding him. Uh, but Chancey Jalen Carter, obviously. Not too long ago, we were trying to decide if he was going to num- go number one, number two, or number three, but it, we were sure he was going to be the top three. Now it's not looking like that's going to be the case. Uh, what do you think he goes? The, the all the the hoopla around him, and in terms of of everything that happened with with Devin Willick and and the the charges that were were put up against him, and all that pretty much being cleared out. But it's one of those things that it's it's still very much there. And, and, and so I think having that kind of cleared off the off the plate is going to help him get back closer. Uh, there's definitely potential for, for top five, but to, to me definitely top ten uh, for, for sure with, with him. I just He's too talented, and the NFL knows that. He's, he's, he's prime NFL talent. So I, I feel good about uh, – I feel great about top ten and then the potential for top five. Uh, these quarterbacks are all starting to run up there up top, so there's really no telling what's going to happen there. But I feel top ten is almost – I'd put money on that. Yeah, he's going to go top 10. I, I I agree with you. It's kind of one of those things that you hear all this stuff about him and you hear all these things outside of football. And look, bottom line is the the kid is, I mean, you probably saw this the other day, his his agent announced that he's not going to take, he's not taking interviews with like anybody outside of the top 10. No team outside of the top 10 he's not even talking to. And I'm just like, well, first of all, that's that's pretty dumb. You know, what if... <laughs> I mean, you never know what's going to happen, man. I mean, you might it might be a situation you're like Laramie Tunzel. Remember that? Uh, it was like the day of the draft, and his his dad, or I think his stepdad, or something like that, released that video of him uh, <laughs> smoking weed with the with the gas mask on, kind of thing. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, so to me, you got to just you know take it, you know take everything you know in stride and and all that. But man, he's you know he's going to get big money. You know he's going to get top ten. Sounds like he the uh, I think the Bears might be looking at him. Uh, there's somebody that might be trading up to number nine too. I can't remember who it was. You know, like we're not the NFL uh, experts here, but I think he's top ten too for sure, first rounder. So that's a, that's a no brainer. 
Um, Chansey Broderick Jones. Oh, uh, feel good. I mean, first round. I don't know how, where he's going to go, but I, I, I feel good. First round, just just a top uh, line pick, and and so first round, feel feel good about that. I'll be honest. I really don't know why he's not getting more look more looks at potentially going top top offensive lineman. In the, I mean, so you got that Paris, Paris – what's his name? Paris Johnson, Ohio State kid. And then there's one other guy. I can't remember where he's from. So there's really – it's those two guys and then Broderick are the, are the three that are kind of, you know, hey, they could go interchangeable. But I think a lot of people think that Paris just because, I mean, his measurements are just incredible. Dude is like six foot eight or something like that. I mean, he's just super big guy. He is, uh, I think, going to be the favorite to go number one or be the first, not number one overall, be the first offensive line off, off, lineman off the, off the uh, board. But, man, I wouldn't be surprised if Broderick is. It's, it's kind of like that Andrew Thomas situation. You know, a few years ago, he was the number one mm-hmm. offensive lineman off the board whenever everybody thought that was going to be that kid from Iowa. And so, um, yeah, man, he, he'll go top 15, maybe top 10, I think. Keely Ringo, cornerback, number five, Cinco. Uh, <laughs> old Cinco. Uh, boy, I tell you what, um, he is – I'll give my little – my quick diatribe on Keely. He, and we talked about this already. The guy is uh, – the guy has just the crazy attributes in terms of his size and, and, and speed and all that kind of stuff. He, he's just a, he's just built different. NFL freaking loves – that stuff. I mean, they, they love body, the body size and, and, and wingspan and, and vertical and, uh, and and your um, 40 time and all that kind of stuff. They, they, they get, they freak out about that kind of stuff. Uh, Keely is one of those specimens that everybody just kind of looks at and, and wants to he but, and his size does allow him to kind of potentially be interchangeable in some positions and things like that. So, uh, so anyway, I, I think there's potential. There's definitely a first round. I, I, I feel I feel like somebody's going to jump on him or or early second round. Uh, there he's he's just he's getting some buzz right now, and yeah. uh, he's still riding the the natty pick. I mean that's hey ride it till you can't no more, man. And um, but uh, but a couple of those things are, are what going to stand out for him. Yeah, I'm I completely agree. I think Keeley's going to be the guy that's. I think we'll probably see him. I'm going to say kind of later first, maybe, you know, late 20s, not late, excuse me, not late 20s, late teens, maybe early 20s, I think might be uh, about where he goes. He's just one of those kids that, that, you know, not only, I mean, you're talking about his size and his his height and his weight and all that, but, I mean, you combine that with the, the sheer speed. I mean, there's, you know, he got a lot of flack last year for, for things that really weren't his fault. And don't get me wrong, there were some things that were, but the kid is a very solid, talented cornerback. There's certain things that he can improve on, and I mean, if the guy's got the, he's got the physique, he's got the ability. Somebody give him a little bit more coaching. I mean, he's gonna be, he he might start. He's basically like gonna be like Tyson Campbell. Um, you know, he's gonna play early and often. I think he'll go, like I said, you know, second half, first round. Darnell Washington's a was is he's an interesting one. What do you think on him? So. Another one that he is a just a physical specimen, and I think the closer we've gotten, there still has not been enough. So the thing that hurt is hurting Darnell is his lack of reps, and just being hurt over the course of his career. Oh, yeah. Everybody everybody recognizes that he is absurd in every 
fast. I mean, he's basically a lineman that is great at catching the ball and is, is fast and can hurdle people and has, um, has drop kicked people during games before, basically. That one time he tried to hurdle a guy and, and did not quite make it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that guy I'm pretty convinced he's killed somebody on a football field before, <laughs> you know. There's, there's been a few times. So uh, I think there's potential for – I think there's first-round potential there. Uh, but I, to me, it feels like an early second round kind of kind of deal with him. So that's I think that's where I'm where I'm thinking somebody's going to take a chance on him uh, at one of those one of those moments, and it's going to be a a, a a gamble well spent. Take a chance, take a chance on me. Yeah, you know I um, Darnell is interesting because he does have. I mean, you look at him; he's just like a freak. He's an athletic freak. He's big. He's He's not like he's not the fastest. He's not he's not the quickest, but he's a guy who can play. If you're asking for some a tight end to do what a tight end is supposed to do, he can do it pretty much all of it. I mean, the the Bowers sweep is the only thing that Darnell cannot do. <laughs> you know that that jet sweep that Bowers runs to perfection. Um, you know Darnell's that's that's not his thing. I think that Darnell sheer size and you know God gift. I mean, the gifts that the Lord has given him, I think the guy is just going to be he's, – he's certainly going to be a – I think he'll be a late first-rounder. But you look at this tight end class, I mean, I don't know if you've looked at, you know, this a whole lot. The only reason I really know about it is because it's guys that we've watched on big, you know, big stages, and I've just noticed, like, man, these guys are solid tight ends. Uh, Dalton Kincaid from Utah, I think he's the favorite to be the first tight end off the board. And then you got uh, that Michael Myers kid from um, Notre Dame as well, and so you know, of course, there's the the people that think that Myers should have gotten the uh, Mackey Award over Bowers, and I'm like, you're you're drunk. Bowers is the be- Bowers should have gotten the Heisman, you know, his freshman <laughs> year. Uh, but anyway, I think he'll be the third tight end off the board, and I think that he will. Um, I think we'll we'll see three tight ends go in the first round. Well, what we're benefiting from is. The, the rise of the tight end is, is still happening in, yeah. in football, and and this this the the position is is changing, and uh, so he's he's going to get to ride that wave, and uh, he, he's earned it. I mean, he's earned this spot. Just he he's a free. He, he just had some bad luck. If the guy if the guy plays in five more games this year, uh, or or over the course of the last couple of years, he's top tight end to go for yeah. for me. It it really is. I mean, that's a great point, Chancy. That. The tight end position has changed so much over the last, you know, ten to fifteen years, and you're seeing these guys that, you know, you're you're moving from that traditional tight end that you know really was more so seventy five percent blocker uh, to a guy who can, you know, at any given play do whatever you want for, want him to do, and you know you got the Travis Kelseys of the world who is really making a bunch of tight ends a lot of money. <laughs> but then you're seeing these guys come through the Georgia program, you're like, man, that that makes so much sense. you got these just athletic big guys that are able to, to push people around, and they can catch a ball. They're just athletic freaks. So The math checks uh, out. It, it, it does, man. It, it, it really It's just science. It's science. Um, Chancey, let's uh, – Warren McClendon, man. Let me just – I'm going to get on my soapbox here in a minute, but I'm going to let you go first. Oh well, I was gonna. I was hoping you were just gonna take your soapbox because I just got you just got me excited about it. <laughs> I'm about to throw it down right now. There's my wife right there. She just scared the crap out of me. Um, what was I saying? Who was I talking about? Oh, McClendon. Yeah, throwing the soapbox down. Um, dude, I I don't get it. I don't I don't understand it. The dude was he was probably 
I, I'm, I'm just to say, I thought he was our best lineman the last two years. I thought he was so super consistent, held down that right side. There's a reason that nobody talked about him. It's because they he did his job so well. I just don't get it. He's getting on this list that we have pulled up here that you and I are both looking at. He's got a sixth or seventh round grade on there. I have no clue how he can fall that that far. And it's kind of like Sawyer. You know, Sawyer's that kid who was, I mean, dude, we were talking about him uh, being ready for the NFL coming out his senior year in high school. And he fell to a sixth round pick? I mean, you're kidding me. I don't get it, man. Somebody's got to snag him. I mean, at least by the fifth round. I, I, I mean, I'm hoping, man. I mean, that kid, he, he really deserves it. I thought he's just super hard worker, developed in the system. Was not like he was a four-star four recruit, so he wasn't, he wasn't a scrub or anything, but he was not a guy who th- people thought were going to – we didn't think he was going to anchor that side of the, of the offensive line. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm high on McClendon, but uh, apparently some other people aren't for whatever reason. Well, he, he's, he is a, such a critical part of – our, of our last two national championships. I mean, the like it's just there's no other way to put it. I mean, he he's been he's been critical to, to us having success offensively and being able to score these points. And and I'm with you. I, I've I've there's been so much. It's been quiet on a lot, on, on some of our guys. And uh, and he's just he's just not a, he's not a vocal guy. He's not loud, so he's not making a splash. And there's no yeah. there's no noise around him. So mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's tough on these offensive linemen to be seen, but I, I'm with you. I, I think somebody's going to somebody's going to need an offensive lineman, and somebody somebody's been watching him. Like there's there's going to be yeah. a team that that's going to jump on him in that that fifth round, maybe um, who, who knows where. But uh, I think there's just not enough noise around him for for a lot of these draft lists to to, to pick him up, and so somebody's going to hop on him and 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 earlier than the the pundits think i think he like t- talent wise I, th- I think he is truly i think he's at least a third round talent and so i mean to me i think he should be projected somewhere around three or four but they got him six or seventh man i think it's just disrespectful i don't get it um oh by the way he uh i somebody posted something that had like everybody's projections uh you know all these draftees uh on instagram and i as as the calling a, the dogs Instagram account, I commented on there. It was just like, I don't get why people don't understand how good Warren McClendon is, and he liked the comment. So we got we got <laughs> you know he knows he knows that calling the dogs are are Warren McClendon fans. Chancey, let's run through this a little bit more. I know we we didn't skip him. Uh, he's just you know we're looking at this list. So Nolan Smith, man, talk about a guy who has shot up the boards. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about him. Like a rocket. Uh, I think what we're seeing here is the Nolan that we've known about for for all of his time. The yep. executive. The executive has come out in him, and he has shown up in – he was already climbing even after he had been injured uh, and didn't play in the in the uh, postseason. And, um, but just hearing him in interviews and things like that, and then just shows up at the combine and just wins the combine. I mean, yep. just blows everybody away. And then that gave him the confidence that now in these interviews, everybody's like, oh, this guy's super smart. Oh, this guy's a leader. Oh, this guy's a freak athlete. Oh, 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 oh. And then it just keeps on it keeps on going. And so, dude, people are, are high on Nolan, and he has won 
he has won the crowd and he's won his freedom. And so, uh, <laughs> give me give me the first round for for Nolan. He's a gladiator now. <laughs> <laughs> that's an awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> oh man, Nolan is just. Gosh, he's he is a stud. It's one of those things that like I just hate that his his season got shortened last year. You know, and but the thing is, it felt like he never really left. And I know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, the 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 pressure from the outside from our defense last year after he was gone, it was it was very different. We had to be creative. But man, he was on the sidelines. He was like he was like Kirby Smart's shadow over there. And you talked about, I mean, you probably saw this comment that he made talking about, he's like, they interviewed him, I think it was at the Combine, and he's just like, yeah, when I retire, you know, he's, I think he said like, you know, 10 or 15 years from now from the NFL or something like that, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go back and be the head football coach at the University of Georgia. And they talked to Kirby about it, and Kirby was like, he can have it. <laughs> you know? And I can only imagine, it's like, dude, what if, what if Coach Smart Literally handed it off to Nolan Smith, like one of his, <laughs> you know, his students of the game. And uh, man, Nolan's just one of those dudes. He's just super likable. There's a reason why, you know, he stuck around for his fourth, uh, his senior year. There's a reason why he stuck around on the sidelines. There's a reason why he wasn't standing over there talking to, you know, who, you know who, you know whoever in the in the stands. He was he was in the game without being on the field. And and I appreciated everything that he did. That being said, I mean, dude, dude is just shooting up the boards. He's going to go. At this point, the only thing working against him is his, his natural height, and that's it. And and so I'm going to say he's probably still going to end up probably t- top 15 is what I'd say. Not a bad place to be. Not a bad place to be. Uh, let's, let's go get some money there, Nolan. Uh, Chris Smith, love this dude. I love Chris Smith. You know, I've talked about him. He's, he's one of those guys that's – He's one of my guys, you know. I got my guys, you know. Uh, him, him, and uh, from this class, I mean, him and uh, old Kenny, man, those guys just love them. Uh, Chris Smith, how you how you feel about what his grade's gonna be? So, Chris is one of those guys, and he's a he's a damn good dog, and has just has has played incredibly well. Uh, he was the MVP in was it? He was the defensive MVP in the SEC championship game. Uh, he's he's making plays all the time. Uh, he's I, I love the guy. Uh, I have no idea where the the safety class is or what what all's going on right. in that regard. I have absolutely no idea. So middle of the draft is probably a place that you're gonna you're gonna see him. I mean he's got he's got physical attributes. I mean he's he's fast. He's I think he's he's done well. Um, so I feel like. I feel confident that he's probably middle of the draft. You start looking at fourth, fifth round. I feel like he he, he could fall into that range, but I, I think he's got the he's got the talent to to for hire. But it's just I don't know where everything's at for for there. So I, I tend to go less. I tend to go pretty conservative on those that I'm not near as as confident on. Yeah, Chris is one of those guys that if you're a dog fan and you were paying attention to him. You know how good he is. It's kind of like the McClendon situation. Uh, and but when you when you look at him on paper, you may not like you know a, a third party may not realize just how good he is. So I mean, if you've studied film, you know Chris Smith is a super talented safety. But he's he's kind of like Nolan in a way. His his measurables are working against him. But man, I don't know if you've seen him lately. But dude is 
He's put on some good weight. I mean, he looks lean, but he is just, I mean, he's got it. And so I think that, I mean, if he's got, if anybody's going to be, you know, from the from the Georgia draftees, if anybody's going to win the draft, Chris Smith is 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 the guy that that could shoot up, you know, to a third or second round. I don't know if he'll go second, but maybe third rounder, uh, you know, while also getting a grade, you know, somewhere probably closer to fifth round, fourth or fifth round. Stetson Bennett, the mailman, off some all field things um, that are causing concern. I've also seen some of this these some of these. Articles are coming out that are uh, <laughs> being fed in from this this Florida beat writer. Have you seen that? It's kind of mm-hmm. like some of these narratives are coming in more so. Now, don't get me wrong; he's he's definitely fed the narrative uh, in some you know way, shape, or form. But a lot of this push is coming. There's one guy who tweeted that you know got went viral or something like that, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, of course he's a gator. So anyway, uh, I can't remember what his name was, but. Old Stetson, not a good look in some way, shape, uh, in some ways. But uh, what are you, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, for a guy who won two national championships, can you imagine it being this quiet about, like, in terms of like not being as as high as as, as we would think, and just a guy that's been hated on his whole career? Uh, man, he was he was jumping up. He was he was on the way up. And uh, after the national championship, everybody's like, "Holy cow! How high could he go?" Yeah. And uh, you're seeing so much that's come out in the last few days. Really, really, last three or four days, it's just been everybody's hearing this stuff about Stetson. Probably the stuff you're talking about, people feeding feeding out there and, and, and putting stuff into the into the atmosphere. The guy does. I don't know how he doesn't interview well on stage. I don't know how he interviews when he's meeting with these teams and meeting with these meeting with these folks so you you don't really know what you're getting when it comes to him from that perspective but i do think somebody's going to take it i think somebody will take a chance on him uh and 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 do something probably i could say uh, i could think a fourth there might be a might be a fourth round in there but probably going to be later on than that uh just with everything that's been circling him so more than likely getting into the fifth fifth round might even go lower just depending on uh because there's so many quarterbacks that everybody's so jacked up about uh is everybody going to get their fill pretty early on um who who knows man this is this is definitely the wild card of the of of our guys for sure yeah yeah stetson got some bad advice i mean you know i don't want to give the guy excuses but i mean i think i mean you know put anybody in his shoes i mean they're going to be pretty stress out about the entire situation and you get the weight of this entire fan base on you who didn't hate, I mean, hated, you know, half of them hated you until they loved you, you know, kind of thing. And I just, it's tough because, I mean, the guy got some bad advice. He did not play in the senior bowl. He should have absolutely played in in the senior bowl and, and just gone and had that camaraderie, built some relationships and been, you know, under, uh, you know, under supervision <laughs> because he went to Dallas. He's doing all this like stuff with a trainer out there. And, you know, he has this terrible, I mean, this arrest. Now it could have been a lot worse. It could have absolutely been a lot worse. So I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, I mean, shoot, you know, Baker Mayfield recovered from the, uh, what was he in Fayetteville, Arkansas, that he got tackled by the cop or something like that. He recovered from that. Right. So, but the video, 
and I just I didn't watch it because I couldn't, but I read the transcript from it. But you know it's the the way he was talking in this arrest video from this body cam footage, I swear I've heard this entire you know conversation outside of Bourbon Street in in downtown Athens. I mean I've heard I've heard people talking just like this to cops or you know police officers, and it's terrible. It, it really looks it, and honestly he went from being a potential fourth rounder or fifth rounder to to me his window is probably five to seven now i don't think he'll go undrafted i think he will get drafted by somebody even if he's going to be mr irrelevant but you know you can't go and do something like that whenever you are a potential hinge you know early you know late or earlier excuse me mid to late round pick i mean you cannot make those kind of mistakes and he knows better than that and he's obviously you know he's I think recovered, you know, with his presentation a little bit better. But, um, yeah, man, I think at highest fifth round now. But I really don't know, man. He really could go undrafted, and and I would not be surprised. And it just sucks. I mean, he's just – he did it to himself. So, hope the best for him. I hope he's matured a little bit. I mean, you got to get past all that stuff. But, like I said, I'm just thankful it wasn't something a lot worse on the uh, arrest front. Um, Chancy, my boy Kenny should be higher, man. They got him as a fifth rounder. I'm gonna say Kenny's gonna go. I'm gonna go fourth round. Well, whoever's gonna get him's getting a steal. I mean, it's it's just it goes without saying. The guys, the guy is going to be a steal, and you're talking about just a versatile Swiss Army knife can do anything. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I'm with you. I, I think somebody will somebody will jump on him. Somebody's gonna see that talent and see what he's what he's been putting out on the field. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, the NFL loves pass-catching running backs, and he's he was the best in the country at doing that last year. So, I mean, I think he's – that alone will get him drafted, no doubt. It's just a matter of whether he's going to be, you know, mid to late, uh, late-round uh, pick. But I, I'm going to say highest probably fourth round, lowest I think he'll go sixth. So, I mean, that's about right. They got him as a fifth-rounder on here. Oh, Robert Bill. He's an interesting situation because, I mean, what didn't he, like, lead the team in sacks two years ago? <laughs> yeah, he he definitely uh, he, he definitely kind of was skyrocketing there uh, toward the end of that. In a couple of two years ago, he was he was doing doing big big time. And he really didn't. I'll be honest, he really didn't do anything last year. Yeah, it was kind of unfortunate. We we were all talk, we were talking big about him because he was just trending so high into yeah. that into the first national championship, and then man, he was quiet all year, just not not really existent. So I'll be honest, um, I, I don't know. I I have no idea on him. I don't know if he'll go drafted or not. So um, potential to not go drafted for sure. They've got him as a seventh rounder on this list we're looking at. I think that's about right. I mean, he's either going to seven or undrafted. Um, but, I mean, you know, all these guys we hope the best for. I mean, we're just trying to figure out what makes sense. I mean, and, and we're not mock drafters. We're not – we don't really care yeah, about you, check, you and I. If you don't check, really our, if you check our record over the last few years, it's been pretty terrible. And <laughs> how this all goes. But, hey, it's fun, though. <laughs> we, we, we really have no idea. <laughs> Uh, but it's fun. It is it is fun to run through it. Uh, they got Warren Erickson on this list. I guess he's declared for the draft. I, Warren is, I don't know why, you know, I don't know what kind of degree he got, but I'll just be blunt with Warren. I mean, dude is, <laughs> he's one of those guys that, like, he may find, sign a free agency agreement. and But, I mean, there's 
really no reason for him to keep pursuing this thing. I mean, love Warren for what he did, and he had some good some good games. He really did. Uh, but he also had several games where we said replace him, and when they did, things got a lot better. So anyway, I, I'm gonna say he goes undrafted. Yeah, I'm with you. No reason to get too far into that. Kiaris, man. Oh man, I forgot about him, Kiaris. They've got him as a seventh rounder, potentially undrafted, man. It sucks because he just got recruited over. He had those injury bugs, man. And he really should have been. He should have probably ended up being a fit, potential fifth rounder. He just doesn't have the production uh, behind him. We we know we know Kiaris as the big the big time playmaker. And he he would show up with the big catch and the big moment to do um to he got he got it done when it needed to get done. And yep. uh Gosh, well, go back point. and watch the Ohio State game, man. I mean, we no Kiaris, no Natty. I mean, it's just as plain as simple. Uh, and he, another guy, damn good dog, that stayed around and played his left his heart out on the field uh, every game. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's always fighting for it. So I, I agree. I, he should have gone. He should go higher. But there's just there's not enough noise around him. The production is just not yeah. just not there. So. Yeah. Uh, potential for definitely not going drafted, but um, love the kid, and I think uh, he's got some got some potential. To, hopefully, he'll get picked up by somebody and um, be able to show out there. So I feel I feel good about his. I know his work ethic is is there, so I'm not concerned about that. Yeah, man, Peach County boy. He don't they don't give up, man. Like Okiris, hope he uh, hope he I hope he does get drafted at, at the highest. I think they're right at the highest. He's gonna be seventh rounder. Um, they got William Poole in this list. I mean, we don't have to get too far into it. I mean, I know there was a situation where he left the team last year, and I think he, I mentioned to you, I think he actually participated in the Georgia Pro Day. Um, man, if they're basing it off of uh, his performance in the national championship last year, dude should absolutely get drafted. I mean, the way he played against Alabama and shut them down on plays, I mean, my goodness. I Talking about a guy who just came out of nowhere, in a game, just a single game, man, unbelievable. So I don't know. Maybe he will get drafted. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on him? I, he he's another one of those guys that we know him. We know what he's what we've seen him do. We know what he's capable of. But um, I, I just I, again, not enough noise. Not enough people looking at him. And that depends yeah. on what the needs are. So potential to go drafted, but I don't feel I don't feel great about it. Yeah, I agree. Last uh, but not least. Jack Podlesny, the kicker from St. Simons Island, um, or is he Glen, Glen County. He, he's from down there. Um, I don't know if he's from Brunswick or, or, or uh, St. Simons, but old Jack Pod, man, um, hell of a kicker. What was it? Did he pass Rodrigo in a couple of records? I mean, he had a last year was he was just quietly good, but he did not have he did not have Rodrigo's range. In my yeah. opinion, he didn't hit those fifty-five yarders, you know. But he still was very consistent last year. Once um, he got past, once he got past 42, 42, 43, it was definitely kind yeah. of a toss-up on what on on what he was going to make. Good thing our offense was so damn good last year. <laughs> <laughs> Takes the pressure oh, off. <laughs> uh, to, sorry, kind of beside the point, but man, you talking about like our offense being so good last year, and I thought I, every time I, I say something like that, I think about. Like what happened in that Missouri game, and this is just super random, but that's one of the few games that I like to go back and watch because it was from last year. Because 
it was a turning point in our season, but it was also just like, what? Like, it made no sense that we got down as, I mean, we got down by double digits in that game and clawed our way back. It really was a, a, a character building, but I was just, I just remember being like, what happened in our, to our offense in that game? Because, I mean, shortly after that, we, we put up, what, 40, 45 on Auburn? Uh, something like that, 45, 42. So, yeah, anyway, uh, just crazy to think that, you know, we had to rely on Pod in that game, and Pod did what he had to do and uh, kept us in the game. And so, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm high on Pod. Do I think he's going to get drafted? Kickers don't really get drafted. Rodrigo did, but Rodrigo well, was Rodrigo. Ro- Rodrigo had had noise. Rodrigo had had yeah. the had the name. He had the brand. Um, he had the specs. Jack, yeah, he had he had the specs. I mean, Jack unfortunately just doesn't have that, and and not hitting some of, not being consistent with those longer balls. Uh, th- that's what they're looking for. They're looking for yeah. they're they're looking for a guy that that has that that has the ability to do that more consistently. And I think that's just what. That's just what's going to hurt him. He had a few of those. I mean, he, a couple of years back, he had the um, the the Sugar Bowl or the Cincinnati game. Um, he kicked a long one there, uh, and and had had some good ones over the course of the year, but uh, or the course of the last couple of years, but has missed a few. And I think that's just, that'll that'll just hurt him. He just didn't have to. I mean, we didn't ask anything of him, you know, last year really. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, he he won the game. Against Cincinnati Force, uh, I forgot about that. That was a, that was a fifty-five yarder, I think. It was it was up oh, yeah. there. It was a big one. Um, well, chance we covered the NFL draft as well as we possibly could. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I'm just glad we were able to get together, my friend. I know we were talking about it, and I I texted you last week, and I was like, man, I, if Chance he's as as busy as I am with work and 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 things on the weekends, we may never we may get not get this until. The season preview, you know, it might might be the next time we get together, but I'm glad we were able to able to work it out for this week. Yeah, man, it's been fun and, uh, and a lot of good stuff going on. And uh, dogs are dogs are in a good place, and it's it's, it's kind of hard to think that we're still riding this high, man. This is uh, this is crazy to crazy to think about, but uh, but this was good, and I, I'm excited about our guys next week. And it's always fun. It's funny when there was some draft where like, are we going to have anyone get drafted? And it's like we mm. kind of sit on our hands and uh, like hands and we're like wondering like what's going to happen. And uh, now it's like how many guys will go? And yeah. uh, that's that's what's that's what's exciting to see for these guys. And and, and how many guys are going to go? You know, after we broke the record last year. <laughs> How many guys are going to go? Also, you know, how many guys are going to go in the first round? And we're going to have four or five guys. And then, well, uh, it, you know, go ahead. I was going to say Kirby brought this up, and and he's obviously playing the playing a, a tactic here. But you you really think about it, how many guys? If you look at our rate our ratio of guys that have stayed when they had great stock as a junior, and yep. their stock has skyrocketed over the last few years of just staying, developing one more year. Because and Kirby talks about it, but he's obviously playing to his for for his side of the field. But you talk to a lot of these NFL guys; they don't get to play like they used. To, they don't get to play like they used to, and they're not hitting like they used to. They're not doing the same thing. So the, the coaching and, and, and getting into the nitty gritty, it, it you don't get to do it as much as as, as you used to. And um, but that that extra year of development, man. Uh, if if you if you do that at Georgia. Look at a Nolan yeah. Smith. Look, look at these guys, and look at that extra year they they take, and it sends them 
sends them to the moon, man. It, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of cool stuff going on there. So hopefully we see it. We continue to see a trend. Obviously we're going to have guys that go early when we're this talented, but some of those yep. guys that, that make that call, like Cedric Van Pran and those guys that are make that call at the moment to say one more year could be the thing that because going from the we talk about it going from the third round to early second and then to the first round the dollars change and and uh, things get pretty serious. So one extra year of college makes you, you make up for lost time when it comes to, to to dollars and cents in the NFL. No doubt, man. The proof the proof is in the pudding. I mean, and Kirby has shown it time and time again every year. His first year, and, and I say this every time we do this NFL draft preview thing, his first year we had a single football player drafted in the NFL draft. Isaiah McKenzie was the only guy that got drafted, and now we're sitting here talking about, oh, we're coming off a year where we had 15 guys. <laughs> record 15 guys go in the NFL draft and then you got you got to figure out if a guy's going to be a, a third rounder or a fourth rounder and he's going to be you know one of 10 or 12 or 11 uh you know guys that are going to be drafted so man it's just crazy um we're blessed as Georgia football fans love to see it and we, you and I, get to get to, get to, get to come together and, and and have something to talk about because I mean, if if it was 2015, we'd be like, well, <laughs> no reason to life. do this. <laughs> <laughs> Things are terrible. <laughs> really hate this, <laughs> but unfortunately, we are not in that mode. But enjoyed it, man. This was good, and uh, and we'll have uh, unfortunately, hopefully, there'll be other other good stuff to talk about here soon. So uh, enjoy enjoy the draft next week, my friend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I honestly Thursday night, I'm gonna be tuned in. I'm absolutely gonna be tuned in. It's gonna be a lot of fun, uh, and obviously watch a you know a decent amount on Friday as well. I don't know what I, I have something next weekend. I gotta ask my wife what I got, but you know we'll figure it out. Um, Chancey, we'll I guess we'll probably try to do one more maybe over the summer. It all depends on if there's any headlines. If there's headlines, we'll do it. If not, it, we might see you in the season's preview. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, you know, we're getting, we're getting a little bit busier with our age and, and all that. So it's uh, a little bit more difficult to get together, but glad we were able to do it, my friend, and had a good time talking dogs with you. As always, buddy. All right, brother. Go dogs. Dogs on top.